good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Steve here for the season finale here of uh, this 2023-2024 season and the first season that uh, has the only version um, on Spotify. So thank you for the viewers and listeners uh, alike. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to, to start a little bit earlier. Um, after this, I'll be on over at PSF for the men's basketball game for Badgers. So a busy night for me. But here, talking about the Super Bowl and what was uh, a good, entertaining game with the Chiefs and then winning the back to back champions. So, you know, salute to them and great job and just respect them and Dynasty and whatnot, you know, because they. They earned it. And, uh, and for the 49ers, you know what could have been? Somebody who could have been for the Packers, the Lions, they beat the Niners. Um, the Chiefs, a team that into the playoffs, you know, having to actually play games on the road. So, hey, maybe it's been things to be slowed down, not stopped. You know, back home, you're right, they're still going to have great seasons. But for the season specifically, you know, maybe we'll. Uh, down and them not to get to the Super Bowl, you know, and all that. But as much as there was the author of a new AFC champion or whatever, they are they have successfully defended such title, you know, and um, and that's uh, pretty cool, you know, and you know, I respect that, right? So, um, Yeah, look forward to seeing all those. And uh, to share here what my football handle is, because I am also live on uh, on X, formerly known as Twitter, on my main personal account, but this is the one for my show, where you know for retweets I do of my own stuff, you know, my own posts on the other accounts. Yep. If I may account, but, <laughs> but anyways. Yeah, you know, for those that are watching live, thank you. And uh, welcome to share your thoughts on the Super Bowl. Any questions, comments, concerns you wish to share? Hope you hear that as well. But, um, yeah, it was a. <laughs> Dang, sorry. But no, it was a video game battle. It's overtime, right? So. But, uh, sorry, just trying to help someone in regards to getting in, um, yeah, one of my guests for this evening, um, talk about, or talk about sports here. But, no, you know, the Niners, you know, they had a good season, right? You know, NFC champions, you know, the defending champion Eagles, flung flat, right? And, um, so there's a new NFC champion, but the AFC side, things stayed status quo, and that's... 
what it is, right? But uh. hey, guys, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Hello, hello. How are you guys doing? I'm doing well. How's everybody? Doing well. Doing good. Well. I just did a pre-record, a short little part one Packers free agency teaser. I'm gonna put it up later. It was fun. Awesome. Yeah, it was kinda, it's fun running through spot did. track and all that. Regards to the Super Bowl, Isaac, what were your what were your thoughts on the, on the game that was? Man, you know, okay, and I'm just gonna warn you, I'm not feeling a hundred, but I'm gonna give everything I got to this because I'm not doing anything the rest of the week other than some mock, some pre-recorded stuff. You know, it just disappointed me because I don't put it all on Shanahan, but with those weapons, um, I really, really thought that they should have been able to. Uh, scheme their guys open a little bit better. They kind of just let them sit on an island. They let Ayuk and especially well Kittle with the linebackers. That was crazy. He was injured, but that was also nuts. But they let Ayuk and uh, Debo just get eaten up by McDuffie and Sneed. And the Chiefs just won that matchup so decisively. And I didn't see a lot of motion. They only ran that trip stack a few times. They needed to be creative in the ways to get the playmakers the ball, and they didn't. And they only got McCaffrey the ball in space as a receiver a handful of times in the game. I got to put this one on Shanahan. I just think the Chiefs had slightly inferior talent and they overprepared and it made the difference in the game. And I'm disappointed with uh, Shanahan for that, honestly, because Reed just, it's its not just Mahomes that's the best quarterback. Reed is the best coach right now. And uh, Spagnola is one of the best defensive coordinators. And that quarterback and coaching is going to trump talent when it's close. So. That's what I thought. Um, it was a really good game. Don't get me wrong. I wasn't a huge 49ers fan in this one. I'm a little over the Chiefs. I was very impressed with the Chiefs' D, and until they lose either Chris Jones or Kelsey, uh, they're going to be the team to beat. But this, the 49ers blew a really golden opportunity here. Yeah, no, no I understand that. Also, to welcome our other guest, uh, you see there, Darren. Uh, he's a, uh, you can say, a battle buddy of mine in regards to PSF as he uh, represents and covers the New York football Jets. Um, nice man. So, um, even though I didn't get to know him during the whole, um, you know, seesaw of the Aaron Rodgers situation during the off season, the past off season, I have gotten to know him during the regular season and jumping some of his live streams and him and him and ours on the Packers side of the PSF media casters. Uh, but anyways, Darren, you have the floor. What were your thoughts in regards to the, to the Super Bowl from your end, sir? Well, first off, I got to tell you that with your packet coverage this year was excellent. And, um, just true that I want to say. Here's my thoughts on the Super Bowl. Uh, not trying to be um, just like the other side of what people are thinking. I thought it was a very boring Super Bowl. I thought it was two, <laughs> It was the first half, yeah. <laughs> it was two very, granted, a, star, a couple of star players. But you had two teams that were, okay, not great, going into the Super Bowl, and you saw bad football. You One thing I... I and it's another I want to praise. I love that the referees kept the hankies in the pockets. And there was no egregious calls. 
And the calls that were made, I thought was spot on. I'll give you some great examples. You had had on had a beautiful double to cause a fumble on that first drive. I mean, that was just wonderful defense by Kansas City. And I like what you mentioned. Their defense played very, very well. Halftime, Andy Reid goes in, makes some adjustments. Kyle Shanahan, I've seen him do this with the Jets. I saw him fail miserably when he was with Atlanta. Um, (laughs) Then he fails again. The man doesn't know a halftime adjustment if he had a – you know, in front of him. Why he did not run the ball, his team obviously didn't know what the overtime rules were. It was really football. Good good call, man. He they didn't. That's preparation. They yep. the the Andy Reid had the Chiefs aware of every scenario. And Shannon didn't, man. That was a good point. And again, that doesn't take anything away from Mahomes and Kelso and some Kelsey, some of these other, you know, guys that played well. I, I expected more of it out of a Super Bowl. I was quite bored. I know I was seeing that on, on Twitter. I'm sure you were too, Isaac, in regards to the game being boring to some as, as the game went on. Um, and, <laughs> and, I, and, I could, and I could see that, you know, as we were watching with me and my family, my best friend was over and all that, and and uh, just being, yeah, boring in a way, um, but interesting and fun for the fact that for me cheering for the Niners, um, and how they were doing at times, you know, so, um, but, you know, I was always thinking that maybe there would be that moment where it would break out and someone would, would be leading big or, or a big lead and something like that and be, and, and that team would be able to hold on to it or something. Um, but it just kept going at this slow pace, uh, but both defenses came to play. That's for sure. And that's the start of the game, you know, and, and, um, and Barack, Purdy, um, I think did well, but you know, there's just moments where you know his inexperience got the best of him too. So I think all those, um, what do you want to call excuses, situational things, whatever it be, would it be, and it be the facts that for me, be the reasons why the 49ers lost, and um, you know, now heading into the offseason for the 49ers. You know, their own window here for the Super Bowl and the playoffs. You know, it'd be what it'd be. But, um, you know, heading into the game, I thought there was going to be, you know, much more of a chance for for the Niners to get this win and be able to take down the Chiefs. Um, just as much as I thought Buffalo or Baltimore was going to do that in the AOC. Um, then again, I also thought the Packers or the Lions were going to take down the Niners. So, um, you know, on both sides. So, you know, it being the matchup that not all of America wanted, uh, but, you know, still had a somewhat enjoyable, good Super Bowl game. Um, but, you know, regards to the game, like at halftime, Isaac, you know, we get to halftime and score people to be there. What were your thoughts then at that point and into the second half of what you thought in regards to the 49ers' chances, let alone what actually happened after the second half started? You know, it's funny because – Purdy like Purdy didn't make any big mistakes in this one. It's kind of funny. He didn't he didn't play like Superman, which is what they needed. I almost would have preferred. I don't know if it would have worked against this Chiefs D. But the way that Purdy actually played against the Packers and the Lions was interesting to me because he made some big mistakes in the first half and that didn't cost him. 
there were several drop picks in the Packer game. It was really wet, so we got lucky. But there was a few drop picks, not just the helmet one in the Lions game. In this one, he played more reserved, and I don't remember there being but maybe one, and it wasn't even really that catchable. It was a really been a really tough pick. I think it was Reed. I can't remember the player, but there wasn't any of that. It was almost, it was so weird though. There just wasn't anywhere to go with the ball. And I think Darren nailed it. This guy, Shannon, does not know. I really hate just putting on coaching because it's not. The Chiefs, it's not just coaching. Like Mahomes did what he needed to do outside of that pick to win this game. And what disappointed, the one thing that disappointed me with Purdy is he didn't use his legs in this game. He didn't make any. He didn't really, like, there wasn't any deep passes significantly in the game either. Either Like, what was his longest throw all game? Like, 20-something yards? Like, there, there was no deep shots. Mm-hmm. He didn't use his legs. He only had three rushes for 12 yards, which I found disappointing because Mahomes using his legs ended up being the difference for the Chiefs. And Purdy had used his legs against the Packers in timely runs and then did the same thing against the Lions. Those four runs for 54 yards were key. Um, you know, I... They just did. The problem is the 49ers never put the Chiefs away, and you have to. You have to put Mahomes away. The Bucks in that Super Bowl they won, there was no doubt they were going to win that game. You kept thinking maybe the Chiefs would come back, but it was really never in doubt, especially like from the third quarter on. And the problem with this, this game was the 49ers never put them away. They had that 10-0 lead, but they never got clicking on offense. They let the Chiefs hang in there. The stupid special team stuff happened that ended up being crucial. Um, and I say stupid because it was kind of lucky. The extra point block was nice, but that's rare. And then the punt return, like that was kind of fluky. The guy could have tried to wave him off, but it was it, the way the ball was coming in, I guess he put that on the returner to wave the guy off, but he had to try to dive on it. So those end up being crucial. Um, what stood out to me the most, though, is just that Purdy didn't make enough plays that were needed. Greenlaw going out was a huge momentum swing. And then Shanahan, like, it's like watching a chess game. And he he was playing chess here, or he it felt like he was playing checkers. And Andy Reid is just on another level. He just is. And Spagnola, honestly, like, I don't know if I can think of a better DC in the game right now. That guy's got that defense humming. Um, yeah, man. The tough one for the 49ers. The, I don't know if the, the 49ers recover from this. I, now, I don't think so. In a town spin, but they had this game. Mm-hmm. They let it go. They allowed Mahomes, and, and when I say allow, he did it. He drove the went to the field not once but twice, last drive, over time, and he was able to do it. And I love what you said. Think about the pivotal play. Fourth down, they score. I mean, they, they get the first down. That next, that absolute next series, Mahomes runs right up the middle. And now, now you don't know what you're doing. You're off. I would have at least called a, t- a timeout and really kind of scheduled things, and that didn't happen. Um, you, you, little subtle things like if I'm if I'm. Forgetting this or getting this wrong, please let me know. But I know when uh, San Francisco was humming or cooking, you know there, there was there was a guy on I, I believe Kansas City could have been the other way around, but I believe in Kansas City 
his finger hurts. What he do? He sat. He sat. There was a timeout so people can get their breath. It's very subtle. Ring finger. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. very, very subtle. I mean, that's the game within a game. And the 49ers don't play that game, and it's unfortunate for them, but this is a devastating loss. You know, I think about my back in, uh, what was it? I forget, when they went to Denver, 10 nothing lead going into halftime. Bias makes a fumble. They've never been back. They, they got that close once before, but the team was terrible. You get that close, it's not easy to get back. And they gave it up. They yacked it up. And I'm telling you, the reason they took that ball in overtime first was because they thought it was regular season rules where if they scored a touchdown, they would have won the game. They had no clue that cha that, that, that the, uh, the rules were different. That's my opinion. I can't prove it. That's what I think happened. All right, because I know there was a question in regards to, you know, in regards to fan fans. The 49 fans or NFL fans, like, why do they go want to have the ball first? I don't have too much of a problem with it at the moment in the time, even with obviously knowing that things have changed. Um, but, <laughs> but but then again, I had my, you know, I had my best friend, like I said, with me, and he said, well, it probably would be better to kick it off and have it second. And I go, well, I don't know. I mean, for me personally, I would like to have the ball first and see if we can run it on the throat to get a touchdown, and then they have to march and get a touchdown and put that pressure on them. So, you know, both sides of, of the aisle are opinions. So I guess we'll just talk about that then since I'm rambling about it. Uh, Darren, <laughs> what were your thoughts in regards to, I know you're talking about that being pivotal, but what were your thoughts? Did you have a problem with them taking the ball, whether you believe they knew the new rule or not, but for you just in the moment? Do you think no. it was better if they just decided to kick it off? Uh, it, it's, it's very interesting you mentioned that. Personally, I would have kicked the ball off. And, but let me follow that up. Here's another thing I would have done. The most boring play in all the sports. I'm talking backgammon. I'm talking ring alivio is, is the modern day kickoff. I would have not kicked the ball into the end zone. I would have kicked it to the five and made them run it out. And I would have pinned them and hopefully pinned them down on like the 15 or 20. Instead of them expending no energy, Getting the ball on 25 and a set the ready to go with a bunch of plays they already have. I would have made them feel that ball. And because it, and nowadays, you, you can't set up walls. I used to play kickoff return in college. You can't do any of that anymore. I would make them, force them to hold on to that ball or to call a fair catch from wherever they catch the ball. From. But um, that's a secondary thing. But I would have definitely kicked it off. Isaac? Yeah, that comes down to the preparation thing. Like, the problem here was that the, you know, both the 49ers probably had the more talented team. And like I said earlier, the, the Shannon just doesn't, he, he he doesn't, I think he's he's a pretty solid offensive mind. But we were talking about it on, um, and I'm curious your thoughts, Steve and da Darren. Uh, first of all, I would have kicked, but, um, or I would have been, you know, really sure. The only thing I can say is, is he thought, maybe he thought his defense was pretty wiped because it, they looked like they were. They looked like they were pretty tired. So I could understand that argument. That'd be the one I'd hold on to if I were him. But he's his legacy is becoming pretty awful considering the 28-3 to 3 Atlanta thing. And he was the OC in that game to not run the ball. And then 
two I mean the, the, the honestly that middle 49ers one I know they were up by 10 but they got ended up losing by 11 and they probably were going to lose that one anyways but I think he could have coached that one significantly better as well this one's not as bad of an indictment as being up 28-3 even though he was the head coach but this was a really big missed opportunity and I really think Med from Shots I'm going to give him the credit for this he made a really good point cuz I was on it like these guys I was saying it seems like they want a certain guy to be the hero and Med was like I'm a coach he coaches football, uh, high school football. And he made a good point. I think these these coaches are so egotistical that, that they want the guy that they made, like especially in this case, especially with Brock Purdy. But um, Pete Carroll did this with Russell Wilson in that second Super Bowl. That, that Marshawn Lynch run should have happened. There's been so many times. Like Shanahan had to let Elway, even though he made some key plays, he had to let Terrell Davis be the engine that beat the Packers in that second Super Bowl in Super Bowl 32. That's the reason they won that game. Otherwise, if he'd rested it all on an older Elway, the Packers would have won that game. It would have happened. I guarantee it. There was only a seven-point game anyways. Right. There's so many other examples in NFL history. You sometimes you need to do what you need to do to win the game. And in this case, it's not like Shanahan like completely got away from McCaffrey. And it's not like he was running the ball that effectively. But the Chiefs' run D was their weakness. They were missing guys on the defensive line. I would have liked to see some people Samuel runs. McCaffrey getting the ball in space. There's some there was six plays in a row they didn't run the ball in the third quarter. Like I'm nitpicking here, but it really feels like Shanahan wanted Purdy to be the hero so that he would get the credit because he helped make Purdy. And I've seen it happen in other examples, and I think that's what was going on here. Because to me, the Chiefs' run D was their weakness going into this game. They were 18th against the run. What were they, second against the pass? Like, come on. It's... I'd be spot on. You're spot on. It's 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 It sucks because I'm no coach. I played Madden. I'm doing this for fun i would love to make a career out of it like on the side i'm a teacher but watching it i'm like shots just nailed that like and i was on the point he just he just drove it home and i'm going to give him all the credit he's on his show right now otherwise he'd be on here and i'll be on blitz later if y'all want to check it out in about 40 minutes i gotta bounce in like 35 mm -hmm. so you guys should come check it out because we're going to hit this point and we're going to talk some other stuff but the problem I have with Shanahan, why I don't think they're going to get back, is Purdy's going to be on one more year, and then he's going to be on his, uh, unless they tag him, and it's still going to be more money. He's going to get paid, and then they're going to be losing guys, and they're going to be moving out of their prime. So if they don't do it this next year, it's done, and Super Bowl hangover is real. So good luck, especially with the Lions coming back, the Packers coming back. I think the Rams are going to be tough in the NFC. I don't believe in the NFC East or the South, unless – I mean, I like the box and Baker, but I don't see either of those divisions. But in the AFC, you've got Joe Burrow coming back. You've got the Bills will reload. You've got the Texans are coming. I think there's going to be another surprise team. It's going to get harder for them. I mean, you got to at least have one back to back. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But then, man. then again, the Chiefs have to worry about now, you know, after Aaron Rodgers, four plays into his season. Being out and the chance being what they were in their season. But now Rogers coming back and Darren. Do you guys think Aaron Rodgers is going to. And maybe the Jets will be able to be the one to dethrone the king. Well, here's the thing. I, and I don't want to just sound like. I got it. Yeah. Fan. I've been a Jet fan. I've had season tickets since 1978 to 2005. Yes, I'm that old. Um, 
dumb. Hey, man. No, that's awesome. That's own that. 1975? Yeah. That's legit, dude. Hey, like, that's really cool, man. Yeah, and I'll tell you something, too. The funny thing is, is that in um, right by the third base dugout at Chase Stadium, season, a full season costs $88, $11 a game. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and my- I love it. That's great. Yeah, you know, I had to give my tickets. <laughs> Franchise, I had to pay like two thousand dollars just for the right to keep my tickets. Ridiculous. Anyway, here's the thing with the Jets. Explain to me why Robert Sal is still the coach in the NFL. Exactly, because he believed in Zach Wilson, and that's a mistake. And I'm, I got to say this, I'm really worried about Rogers, forty years old, coming off an ACL when he already had playoff struggles with the Packers. But he's going to be an upgrade over Zach Wilson, even on a on a 40 year old ACL recovery. Like that's just, yeah. I don't understand how he, the problem is like you could put it on the GM because they didn't get anybody else, but I just didn't believe in Salah anyways. See, I I put it all like the gentleman you mentioned earlier, earlier, uh, I coached division one softball. I coached division three football. I was offensive line coach college. And I bring that up. Explain to how wait what Robert Seller did in any way, shape, or form to help Zach Wilson. Now I'm not making any excuse, Zach Wilson, but when was the last time? Fair you point. So when you w- would watch the game, he'd go. He would go to Aaron Rodgers for 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 you know for confidence. What's going on on this play? He never went to Zach Wilson holding the towel, wearing his little brother's T-shirt. The guy's a mess. He, nobody went to Salah. Nobody. And you know when you're when when you're quarterback, go to your head coach. He's 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 not going to go to his offense corner because he's up in the booth. You got nothing but you got problems. And Salah is I don't know why he's there. He lost the last five games the previous season, and to me it's like he was smiling about Aaron Rodgers because he felt like he had a free year. Meanwhile, you know yet I don't know why he's there. I don't know. I, I agree. I, I think that that's the biggest mistake because like, even if Aaron Rodgers actually pans out, which I'm concerned with, because I mean, he was a great regular season quarterback for us until that last year, but the guy had playoff issues. He feels like a, seriously, I think I got a comparison is Peyton Manning. I really do. Peyton only got that second ring because he, he was on an all time great defense. But other than that one ring, he had a lot of playoff flame outs. And so did Rodgers, unfortunately, but I'll say this. Just getting to the playoffs would be an upgrade at where they're at. 100%. They got it. Like, this guy is, I just, I would be absolutely surprised if Salah is the coach to, like, get them even to, like, the divisional round. I, I Like, I trust Shanahan way more. Shanahan's like a Dan Marino. At least he gets you to the conference championship and Super Bowl. I hundred, I hundred. Listen, Robert Salah is a man who, when they went on Hard Knocks, brought in a magician. I mean, what are you doing? <laughs> I was so embarrassed. Yeah, that that was that was a <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> I was watching. I was like, "Are the players buying this?" Because I'm not buying it. So I wonder if they are. Because like, I'm not buying it. Nope. They were right about San Francisco making the making the Super Bowl. Certainly not the Jets. Hey, I no. I, you too. I'm sorry. I don't want to monopolize things. 
But here's another question I had. I wanted to ask this of you both. And again, thanks for having me on. What's going on with Lamar Jackson? Kind of feels a little Dak Prescotty a little bit, right? I mean, at least he gets to the conference championship, but the guy underperforms in the playoffs. And I had a guy from uh, his name's Heat from the Foxborough Fellows, and he's like, "Where are these quarterbacks growing on trees?" Because he's big on Dak. And I'm like, "Here's my problem with Dak. It's not that he's trash or like he's a scrub because he's not. The problem is both of them, especially this year, put up MVP caliber type seasons." They both were candidates for MVP, their top five. And then they both completely flamed out in the playoffs. And the Ravens, unfortunately, also got outcoached by the Chiefs. And they they just have no idea how to play from behind because they should have kept running the ball. Again, especially with Lamar's feet, but just pure runs. They only ran the, the running back six times. That game was nuts to me. But this guy, like, I really wonder, I'm even more worried for Baltimore than I am for San Fran because Baltimore's got a gauntlet in the AFC and the NFC is a much easier conference to be in. So I don't see Lamar getting a better opportunity. He is younger than Dak, but do you guys see him as a Super Bowl winning quarterback? Because I just, I'm going to have to see it to believe it. Like, I've got more faith in Lamar than Dak, but it's not by much. Right. Dak's playoff game against Green Bay was stat padding in the second half. I watched the entire game. The first half, he had two picks, a pick six. He almost had a third pick. They didn't throw a touchdown until two seconds left in the first half. They were already down 27 nothing. The game was over. That was awful. Awful. You know, Lamar Jackson, who is a great player, you know, in a dual threat in regards to a running game with his legs, he is the now reigning defending MVP of the league, but but you know, just in the playoffs, he just comes up short in the, in the brightest moments, right? In the biggest spots, spotlight, and not being able to get it done. And it's almost like he f- forgets what brought him there. You know, what what his greatness during the regular season he was just not there in the right in the postseason, which is why the comparison with Dak is equal because that's the same thing. He could be MVP type stats, play, and even team Baltimore Ravens, Dallas Cowboys. But then when it comes to the playoffs. They forgot what got them there, and they forgot almost like how to play football, almost, you know, and just and get either destroyed like Dallas did or just beaten and outcoached like the Ravens did. So another question in regards to Lamar Jackson, you know, what I think about him, I think he's a great player. I don't think he'll be winning a Super Bowl anytime soon. I think their window is closing in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, they got to get a running back with him or they're the going to get another I mean, receiver. The AFC is the yeah. and it mm-hmm. continues to be. So as it reloads, and now you have the Texans and the Jaguars also trying to be in the mix again or continue to be, um, let alone – Joe Burrow's coming Joe, back. Yeah, Joe Burrow. I know we already talked about the Jets and Aaron Rodgers and what could be. Um, and then the Bills. And don't forget about the Dolphins. They're kind of, you know, eh, eh, but they're still pretty good um, with Cheetah there. But See, I think – I don't know. Excuse the, the mixing of the sports, but I agree with Mike, what Mike Tyson says, and I think uh, and that is, everybody has a game plan until you get punched in the mouth. And I think Le- that's Le- Dallas too. They get punched in the mouth; they have no response. Yeah, and Baltimore the- is very similar. I think of them as similar teams, unfortunately. Unless yeah. they're the ones doing the punching, yeah. I, yeah, I think, but when they get punched back by an elite defense, they get a little squirrely. Now, and they they turtle up. I'm not saying anything like. They get a look. They get in their own head instead of just letting the game play. 
they just when they play those those tougher defenses in the playoffs, and that's why it happens. I mean, that's what that's what happens. It's, in my opinion, I mean, they just tighten up like that. Is not Lamar Jackson? I saw week you know week eleven. No, nope. you know? that's not. It's not Lamar Jackson. Man, week. Steve, I've had so much fun both times on your show, dude. It's been it's, you have such a cool show. I just want you yeah. to know, both times I've been on, it's been a blast. Darren, you're awesome, man. I don't have his rushing stats. I'm a little disappointed by this, but so he's two and four in his career in the playoffs. Dak has a similar record. I think he's two and five now, actually. So really similar. And I can pull up Dax in a second. But Lamar's playoff stats to me were interesting. This is just his pure passing. That first playoff game he lost, it was his first year, rookie. Uh, he had 194 yards, which was shocking. Two TDs and a pick. I think that was that first one where he barely started that year. Okay, so we're going to give him that one. Next year, he comes out in the divisional. He has 365 yards, and they lose as the one seed. So, like, you can't put it all on him, but he did have two picks and didn't play up to his standard. I think that was right before his MVP season. That was in 2020. Okay, so we're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. He's 0-2 in his, his, his playoff career now. Next year, 2021, he comes out, wins the wild card. He finally wins a playoff game. Only has 179 yards passing and a pick. The next week, they lose to Buffalo in the divisional round. He is now 1-3, only 162 yards passing and a pick. Not a good game. He is 1-3. This year, he finally wins another playoff game, beats Houston. They destroy him. And then against KC, not that he played terrible. He had 272 yards passing, but it felt in a pick and a TD, now 2-4 and four for his career, but it felt a lot like the San Fran game where they got away from what they needed to do. And it was like, they wanted Lamar to be the hero, but you're playing right into the chief's hands. Their pass D is what makes them special. They probably have the best corner tandem in the league. And to attack that is just, and not even by using motion or stack receiver stacks or any kind of trickery to try to get Sneed and McDuffie off their best two receivers, but probably Beckham and Flowers, they've got some other ones, but that's playing right into the Chiefs' hands. Don't you think, guys? Like, that was what blew my mind. It happened two weeks in a row against Andy Reid. These teams did this, and I was just watching. I'm like, well, I don't think you're going to win that way. I just don't. No, I just I agree. I mean, the Packers, the Packers were able to beat the Chiefs, and it was in the regular season, but they were able to do it with Love playing under duress. He's got a special arm. It was in Lambeau. But we got we we were able to neutralize Pacheco and neutralize Kelsey, and we had a the reason we won is we had a plethora of receivers, and the problem with San Fran is Kittle didn't make any plays, and their second best receiver in the game was Jennings. Mm-hmm. McCaffrey was their leading receiver, and then it was Jennings. They couldn't get anything else going. Right. No, and, and, and I think you're right. And you, you know, the Green Bay game you mentioned, Love, he plays not with reckless abandon, but he plays with the confidence that, hey, here's what I'm going to do. And if you can stop it, great. And if you can't, all right, move on. That's why I think we've got a chance because I think this dude's got the arm talent. If we can get a defense, I think we could be a real contender. But that's the big is if is if we can shore up the defense. And honestly, we got to get I love Jones, but we're gonna have to get a younger running back at some point. And he needs a running game because if when Jones was healthy this year, 
man, five straight hundred yard rushing games that coincided with the Packers. I could talk Packers all day, but that's what made the Packers special was when we were balanced on offense because it opened up things for love and he was able to continue to build chemistry with the receivers. So I want to bring Jones back. I'm just hoping they either get a free agent. Um, I just talked to my free agency special. I really, really would love Steve. Is it cool if I do this really quick? I'll make it fast. I promise. Okay. Do you, okay. Let me ask you guys this. If they were to get a running back in free agency, because I'd almost do free agency and then draft one in the second or third, because I think we need to let Dylan go. I'd like to get a free agent and then get a young kid and have a three-headed monster. I think it'd be special if we could get the guy at the right price in free agency mm-hmm. and in the draft. But who would you guys go after? And if you need the names, I can throw them at you. But of the free agency, the guys that are probably going to go to free agency for running back. You know, his name escapes me. Shame on me, but you'll be able to help me. Played for Minnesota last year, had a cup of coffee with the Jets, ended up on the Ravens squad. He would be perfect. Oh, 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 oh. I hadn't thought of him. I'm not sure. I'm wondering how much he's got left in the tank. That's my only concern. It's Delvin Cook. But, but that's my whole thing. Low risk, high reward. I'd bring him. That would be an interesting signing. I hadn't thought of him. Trophy. I like that one. Um, Saquon Barkley might be available. Might be. He'd be high. He'd be a high price tag. I kind of like, I got two names. I like Derrick Henry because I think at 30, he might take a discount to play with a team that he sees as a possible contender. And if we bring Jones's cap down and we had Henry and Jones, they'd both be 30. But I see them both as special talents that have just enough tread left to make a difference on a possible contender. And that's when I would go draft a kid in the second or third to come up behind them. And I think that would take so much pressure off love. Um, the other one, yeah, I kept I kept bouncing around with it, but I think he'd be cheap would be Zach Moss because I don't think Indy can resign him. They got they got Jonathan Taylor and Moss was a beast this year. Uh he we might be able to get him on the cheap. It might be possible. That that would be a good get, but I, I think they have to find a way to keep him. I would imagine he's so. Oh, good. I. The problem is they're paying Taylor so much, but they don't have a quarterback. So me, you might they might just resign Moss because he was key. Uh I'm not big on Pollard or Jacobs personally. I think Jacobs I, I wouldn't I wouldn't touch it for the money. And Pollard, I per, I think the Cowboys are gonna try to find bring him back anyways. Austin Eckler is the other big name, but he was really banged up this year, so I'm not sure. He also may be on a discount, so it's possible. No, I, uh, I just want to tease my little free agency thing, but I also <laughs> like talking it with, with uh <laughs> I always like talking yeah, numbers. I, so I have a philosophy question. Can I throw it at you both? Both of you. Go ahead. So um, I, I talked about this with another sport this morning on a social media post I made. All things being equal, who is the back of a quarterback on your team? I love the savvy veteran. I love the I love the veteran. I don't like the rookie in the backup role. I like to have that backup veteran quarterback be that guy whether it's Earl Moore who came in for Bob Greasy you know whether it's that person who can come in and and he's not going to be too frightened of age you know might not have the greatest arm anymore um, but he is not afraid to get in there mix it up a little bit I like the savvy veteran and I'd like my rookie rookie be my third string now I'm not saying that's right or wrong that's my philosophy what about your philosophies interesting 
if they can free up money, there's some names I kind of like. Um, I thought about that too because Clifford actually looked decent. But if Love were to go down, it would suck. And it might actually help his development even more. So I'd be down for the right price. I don't want to spend a ton of money on it because hey. they have so many needs on defense. And honestly, I kind of want them to be aggressive on offense. But let's say like a Joe, I don't think Joe Flacco would do it. Um, but like. But he's the kind of guy you're talking about, right? Kirk I mean, Cousins would, uh, is going to want a starting contract. But like maybe a Tannehill. Um, even though he might also want a job. Um, Mason Rudolph's going to want a job. Winston's going to want a job. So we got to get a guy that it's just if Love gets injured or it's really just kind of to continue to mentor him along. That's not going to push him because we know Love is it. Like, unless we're wrong and it was just a one-year awesome deal. But he looked like the arm talent looks special. If he continues to work on the accuracy and he looks like he's hungry. That's the thing I've been wanting for a while. Rodgers wasn't into all that stuff the last few years. So it's it's it, the one big difference between this team and the Rodgers teams is this team felt so together. I appreciated that. Like, it was a bunch of young kids trying to work on this together. It wasn't an old guy with a bunch of young kids because uh, that just doesn't typically work. And unfortunately, Rodgers also, you know, he likes the attention. But um, if the right person was out there, I'd be so down. The list I'm looking at, I can't figure out who it would be. Yeah, Kirk Cousins. I th- oh wait, wait, wait. I think I know it. Um, I got one. If the Giants let him go, it would be Tyrod Taylor. I like that. I love him. Let me tell you something about kid. That's the name. I was th- I was like, he's not on my list right now. Um, I like that one. But he's the guy. He's the guy. The kind of guy we're talking about. You know, he's not going to blow anybody away. But he's not going to be a knucklehead out there. He's not going to make mm-hmm. a stupid mistake. He's not going to turtle up. I-, I love that. That's good. And I think Winston way. He's got to realize that I'm sorry. You can have another five, seven years in this this league if you take this wonderful job as a, as the backup in the league. Ryan Fitzpatrick made a career of it. The one thing with Winston, I'm wondering, is that the Saints might bring him back on a cheap deal, and if Carr sucks again, maybe they hand the keys back to Winston. But I agree with you because as big of an arm as Winston has, he doesn't have the accuracy, and. I personally, if I was the Saints, I'd start Winston over Carr because it's at least more fun. And with Carr, I, I kind of think you're going to keep getting diminishing returns. Um, but I also don't believe in that coach. I think that that's one of the worst quarterback coach tandems in the NFL. The only reason they're competent is their defense, and they've got they keep somehow getting talent at receiver. But uh, the only thing with Winston is I, I'm wondering if the Saints might bring him back on the cheap because they're paying Taysom Hill to be a tight end, and a, he's not really a quarterback. So, the problem is they paid Carr so much, I don't think they can afford to bring back Winston. So, man, that would be fun, wouldn't it? Like, have James Winston come in as a backup for a year on, like, a $5 million deal? I would absolutely do that. That would be cool. This is a really good debate, Darren, because this is an underrated, and it's even one I admittedly I thought about. And I was like, I just don't know if they can get the money because I think Love is going to want an upgrade this year. Like to a decent salary and then he's the extension's going to kick in um because they're going to pay him but right. this is an important position that they need to get down and get it right because if what if love got hurt three games we want somebody that can come in keep the shit afloat too that's also crucial but yeah i mean look at what happened though with, with burrows right burrows gets hurt oh man brownie oh. was actually solid i i kind of liked him 
I'm sorry. Browning was actually kind of solid for them. I kind of liked him. The Browning rifle. He looked very good. He was actually like shockingly he almost got into the playoffs. That was fun. It wasn't Joe Burrow fun. That guy. Just, see, the thing is, if the if the Bengals play their cards right, which is going to be really difficult with all their free agents, they have to decide between Mixon, Chase, and Higgins, and I only think they can keep two. So they're in a world of hurt there on offense. But if they play their cards right, land a rookie, that is the only guy that's still in the NFL that's beaten Mahomes. Yep. Brady's the only other one, and he's retired. Last thing I was, unless he comes back, which I don't think is happening. Mo, and Burrow is not afraid of him. That is the other thing. Right. No, he's, he's, I got to he, see somebody else beat the guy. Nobody else has done it. it. You're right. You're right. You're right. It sucks because the Bengals wouldn't be a team I think of as an, a contender for next year. And they looked washed this year in the first few games. They really did. They looked terrible. Mm-hmm. But they're the type of team I think that will round into form and be a threat to that Chiefs 3 P because there's a reason no one's done it. Yeah. So they're the team that sticks in my mind. Cause I just don't think Houston's quite ready like green Bay. I think they've got another year or two. It's, it's so hard to go from first year starting quarterback to a super bowl. It just almost never happens. Usually takes two, three years. I think the Bengals will be that roadblock this year. If they can figure out their, their free agents, we're going to see. It's going to be fun. Darren. I like that thought, man. I'm going to pitch that on my show. The backup quarterback thing. I like it. Come on. Also, I want to bring you guys both on for a Packers special. I'm going to do one in um, March, but I'm going to do some pre-recorded ones. So we should uh, we should do one. That'd be fun. I, w- I would love it. I would love it. Big fan of the Magic Man, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was so I was looking at other names on the quarterback list really quick. You, you got Kirk Cousins, Baker was one of my favorite stories this year. Yeah, I hope the Bucks are smart. I. Where can I ask you guys? Where do you think Kirk Cousins goes? Do you think Minnesota keeps him, or do you think another team, because he's going to ask for like forty to forty-five a year for two or three years? So, what do you guys think? Do you think Atlanta ponies up? Do you think Pittsburgh does? The Jets won't because they got they got Rodgers, but those are two teams that need a quarterback. Seattle, I don't think they're going to cut bait with Geno. This second, um, Atlanta and Pittsburgh are the two of the teams that stick out to me. And I would think it would be more of an AFC team, so maybe Pittsburgh. I was thinking if they wanted to trade quarterback for quarterback, if um, you know, the Titans really sold on their well, former rookie um, quarterback there, they can have a swap kind of like the uh, the Rams and, and Lions did, of course, right? Uh, with yeah. Stafford off. Well, they can have here with uh, Tannehill and, uh, and, yeah, so the Vikings. and So uh, Tennessee – I think Tennessee is going to move. So Tannehill's a free agent. I think Tennessee is going to move on to Levis, yeah. and then Pittsburgh is got a got a picket decision. And I'm starting to think they're. I don't think they're going to keep him as the long term starter. I don't know. I think they might move on. I think Cousins comes down to having to make it money side, and that's a major thing. Do you want to go to mm-hmm. Pittsburgh? Because I think Pittsburgh has no quarterback right now. I mean, they have two guys. exactly. I'm not ready for prime time um, as a starter. Um, I think Cousins goes there, gets one coaching uh, from 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 a longstanding uh, coach with a lot of panache. But you're going that AFC Central. I mean, you're going against the Bengals, right? You're going against the Ravens. I mean, you better you better be committed. 
because you cannot half-ass it, excuse my language, in, in the AFC Central. I think if he goes back to Minnesota, playing indoors, let's face it, not, not, not the super tough division, a good division, black and blue division, I'm sorry, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is I think the NFC North next year, if the Bears play their cards right, it could be really tough. Um, could be a battle. Like yeah. the Bears have got the number one pick. They got the nine pick. You got Detroit and Green Bay, who both made the divisional round. You're right. You're right. I, I can't. And the Vikings look like the out the the low. They look like the low team there, even though they've got weapons on that offense, and the defense played well. But they got a big quarterback decision to make. So does Chicago. I don't see Chicago picking up a free agent quarterback, though. They're either going to stick with Fields or they're going to draft a kid because they got that one spot. They got the number one pick. I'm going to be talking a lot of Bears stuff the next few weeks. It's going to be a lot of fun. But if the Bears play their cards right and flip the one pick, they could get a bigger haul than last year, which is kind of nuts. I I agree with Martian. I think the AFC North and the NFC North might be the two toughest divisions in the NFL. Especially because I think, I honestly think if San, let me ask you this, if San Fran falls out, who are the next two teams you think could be in the conference championship if San Fran does have a Super Bowl hangover or an injury or something? What do you guys think? I would say the Detroit Lions, for one, you know, be able to, you know, be able to um, get past, you know, their situation. Dan Campbell, you know, he's a gutsy coach. You know, they're going to live and die by him going toward fourth down. You know, they're going to just be balls to the wall. And that's what got him there. And I talked about earlier in regards to, um, you know, those quarterbacks were getting what got him there. Well, Dan Campbell kept that going, even though it was detrimental and it didn't help for the win. But I think the Detroit Lions will reload, reset, and get some good pieces in the draft and, and whatever they might do uh, with the uh, with trades and whatnot, you know, there. But for agency, but – I think the Detroit Lions, I think, would be my number one team beyond our own team, the Packers. But um, but I think the Lions would be a team to be able to take over uh, for the 49ers if they if they struggle. Um, you know, also for a team that, can, that might be able to reload and, and reload well, it's going to be Tampa Bay. Um, you know, I really you – know, They're, they're they an interesting one. And, and I think they could be able to do something. So, so Detroit and Tampa Bay, you know, ironically, the, team, the teams that faced each other in the playoffs – um, would would be able to if they don't face each other, be able to take or take over for the Niners if they're not able to make it um, themselves. But but yeah, Darren, what say what say you in regards to your teams? You think could be able to take over the NFC if the Niners slip? I I think you hit it on the head. I, for me, I think it's it's Detroit. I think it's Green Bay. I think it's Tampa. I think it's it's one of those three teams. I think the big team that takes a huge step back next year is the Eagles. I think mm-hmm. that. Uh, they're a team that was uh, bleeding as it is. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not looking for the last one. I'd say they lost to the Jets. I mean, that tells I mean, they just lost that game. I mean, pure out. Um, they lost the center, you know. Uh, questions about, you know, about some of the play calling and, and in the locker room. I think that, that I think those are, th- those are the three teams. And I think in the NFC right now, um, you know, I think Dallas's window is closed. I, I, think, I think so, too. There is the Rams. The Rams. Now the Rams. I'm going to no, hit that I, in a minute. I'll let Darren finish. And I think the Rams good, could be tough. Good call. I forgot about the Rams. Good call. They're the only other team, though. If the Bucks play this right, 
I think the Rams with because Kyron Williams was a stud, and they got Nakua and Cup. If Stafford stays healthy, they can they're going to keep being able to reload on defense because now they're out of salary cap hell. They're the only other team. I don't see anybody else. Like the Bucks would be the one team in the NFC South if they can get Baker back. But the problem is, are they going to keep Mike Evans? They got a lot of free agents. They got Devin White. They got uh, Levante David. They got a lot of free agents, and they got to pay Baker. So. It's my only concern with them. I, I and I don't really believe in bowls, but I really like Baker on that team. So um, I do think it. I'm not trying to just be a homer. I think it actually the NFC Championship next year. If San Fran falls out, I, I'm probably getting not too op- optimistic here. But if Green Bay can continue to mature quickly, they might be the biggest threat to Detroit because I think Detroit's it. Detroit should have beaten San Fran, um, but they blew it. So gonna see it's gonna be fun i got a few right, more well, minutes steve yeah, what are things you want to hit no no that's what i was just gonna say before you guys gotta go i got two questions that i want to throw around in a circle so it'll take time um the first one is someone something to to really make you think or maybe not okay but uh this first question for you both is going to be what is your super too early super bowl pick for next year <laughs> Whoever wants to go first. I, 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 on my other show, I said uh, Lions and Bengals because I don't think the Chiefs or the 49ers are going to be back. Uh, I'm going to stick to it. I think the Bengals are going to be that team that's going to get – somebody's going to get in the Chiefs' way. Either it's going to be Josh Allen's finally going to figure it out. Lamar Jackson's going to finally figure it out. C.J. Stroud, maybe he they keep ascending, and they're the team. Or, or like I said, I think it's the Bengals in the AFC with Joe Burrow. I just do, I, I do think so. I, I've got to watch one of those other guys beat him, and the only guy that who's done it actively in the NFL is Joe Burrow. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my money on that. Um, I'm concerned about his health though significantly, so that's a big one. Um, I do think the Packers have a chance to ascend above the Lions, and I'm not sure they're ready yet. So I'm gonna go ahead and go with the Lions because they've got a lot of talent. That's just going to continue to get better. And Goff really did play solid this year. I'm still not sure he's, you know, that guy on that level. But with the rest of that team, as much talent as they have, they are they are better on defense right now than the Packers are. And, um, man, they've got a two-headed monster at running back. And they've got a Laporta and Brown. That's a lot of weapons. So um, I'm going to go Lions in a shocker against Cincinnati. That'd be a fun Super Bowl, too. Darren? I think it's the Lions and Houston. Ooh, I like it. I think it was the Super Bowl. Okay. I like it, man. And that that would be awesome for me. I got some power ranking questions for y'all, too, but I don't know if we're going to have time. Steve, what's your other one, man? Steve, what's your pick? Uh, For me, too, too early Super Bowl prediction is Packers-Texans. Oh, um, I like it. Two ascending teams. I like both of y'all's picks. That was cool. Very good, guys. Um, for uh, for his. Green Bay and KC. Man, can you imagine if Green Bay dethrones KC in a three-peat shot? That would be great. And the other one um, that I wanted to bring up um, that might not be as much of a thinker or fun as, as that one was in regards to speaking of that, but uh, it has to do with the Chiefs. As you know, the running defending two time champions, do either of you think that Kelsey or Coach Andy Reid retires? 
Do you think this window can slowly close even faster than most think? What are your thoughts on the Chiefs as they move forward? I think it, it just depends if they keep Chris Jones. That's the big one. He's going to want 30 mil. If he signs on a discount, I think they're going to be the team to beat. If he leaves, that's going to be a huge hole to fill. Kelsey already said he's coming back. Reed already said he's coming back. And I believe both of them. Uh, I think Kelsey might continue to take another step back. But uh, I think that they can... Um, I think that Rasheed Rice is going to continue to improve, and they're going to they're going to uh, they're going to add to that cupboard on offense. So they're going to be tough. But Chris Jones is a difference maker for them. That's the guy to watch if he stays. Darren, what do you think? I think that statistically speaking, it's almost impossible to go three straight years without some of your frontline players getting injured. I don't think they go to Super Bowl next year. I think just from the injury bug and different things, life, you know, what the case may be. It's just tough to have three years of, of just, right, nobody getting injured, this and that. I mean, so I think that it's going to be more of a situation of off the field or injuries that happen that make people not be able to go on the field. I think that uh, – uh, they're not in the Super Bowl discussion. I think they made. I think they made the playoffs. Shots. That's my buddy. He's. I'm going on his show in a minute. Let's see you, dude. Okay, I got a. Hey, I got a question for y'all. Can I toss one at you guys? Yep, Let's see right. the Packers spend money and sign a big free agent. Who do you think that we see them sign in a few weeks? Hmm. I can give you names if you need names, but I'm just curious. Who do y'all think they sign? What position and what player? I think they spend that money and they get Mike Evans. Oh, I love that. I love that. But that's my I pick. Do. Go ahead, Darren. I think they get Camille Mack. Man. Oh, gosh. I that would be that. sweet. Is he a free agent this year? That would the, be sick. Is that he's Jim Harbaugh might want him. Yeah. And I think he'd. Man, I would love that. That would be, that would be awesome. Oh gosh, I would love that. The one I actually, I'm gonna. If the Chiefs are dumb enough, I would like Chris Jones. If it's offense, though, I really want Evans or Derrick Henry. But um, the guy who I actually think they signed because it's what the Packers do, and if they spend, I don't think it's going to be as much as I want. Is um, I want a Tampa Bay Buck. I want either Devin White or I want uh, Antoine Winfield. You don't bad. I'd like one of those two. I think we need to get upgrade this defense. I'd be down. Yeah. No, I get so, that. Like, yeah, the Tampa Bay wide receiver, but yeah, I get the Tampa Bay defender. Oh be- man, if, if they if they get Mike Evans, I'm gonna be so happy because I think he's just gonna help our guys get better. So hey, I I'm sorry I gotta bounce. We've got I've got my other show in three minutes. I gotta I got a boogie. Hey, that's fine. I had well, so much fun going. talking to you, Steve. It mm-hmm. was awesome. Darren, I had a blast. My show is the other show is when the blood sets a fan. It'll be live on Facebook and Twitter and on a couple of YouTube channels, but we've been um, putting them on YouTube later, but it'll be live in a few minutes. So I hope you all check it out. Thank you. I definitely follow and all that stuff. And, 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 and please, neither one of you, don't be a stranger. This was a blessing for me. Thank you. That This was fun. Um, hey, Darren, I will be uh, contacting you for, um, I want to do uh I'm going to be doing a lot of mock drafts, but I'm also going to be doing some free agency stuff. So after the show later tonight, I'll reach out. Okay. Please do. Thank you so much. Gentlemen. And Steve, Please. thank you, man. I've had so much fun on both your shows. This is a great show. Seriously. Yep. Um, 
don't know when if you're taking a break too, but I'll uh, I'll message you a little bit later, okay? Yep, yep. But yeah, great See to you, have you, you know, hosting podcasts, going on podcasts, and Darren, of course, my dude from PSF, representing yes. the New York Football Jets. You know, it's great to you know finally have him on the show for the whole shows. Please, that'll be great, and we're going to talk football and baseball. Take care. <laughs> yep. Take See care. Guys. So yeah, it was great. Unfortunately, we weren't able to have my co-host AJ. He has a lot of school going on, so he's unable to make the last four or last three weeks of shows, which is fine. This isn't like a job job. You know, he's not going to be fired or anything. It's not how this works. He's doing it for fun, and I appreciate his time. So shout out to AJ. AJ being the Shane McMahon of things in a good way, um, being uh, being awesome, you know, and, and maybe I'll clip this and show him this in a tweet. Um, but uh, you can find him on Twitter. I can find this quickly. Come on. AJ Eller Zero, for those that are listening, uh, for my listeners out there, AJ Eller Zero. uh, And for those watching, you see that on the screen here live on YouTube right now. Thank you for everybody watching live. Thanks for the listeners over on Spotify. Thanks to everybody. And thanks to our great uh, guest that we just had on. Um, And uh, Darren, Darren and Isaac, they're awesome, man. Smart football minds. Like I said, Darren's... um, you know, all social medias, or you could find him simply. I know he's, hold on, just going to say he's called the Redmond's Room, R-E-D-M-O-N-D-S, Room, Redmond's Room. Uh, you can find him there on Twitter. And, of course, Isaac, as he shows, uh, showed on his um, display when he was on their fun football pod. Um, and also, uh, when Blitz hits the fan, uh, Twitter handles, um, of course, in their shows. Um, so definitely we'll be, um, and he'll be on, uh, on a show here shortly. I myself will be on a show here shortly myself, but, uh, definitely we'll be talking to Darren and them moving forward. Thank you to everybody watching. Like I already said, hope you all have a great rest of your evening. Jennifer season's over. I will be back this, you know, this is the season finale. So no more shows to listen to her, but I might have some audio only. Watch out for that. I might have some audio only that I might want to do for Spotify. Um, maybe, or it'll be video and whatever, however I feel I'm doing also, c- congratulations to Bernie Bango, Big G Sports being the champion. So he is, um, you know, open invite and can suggest video ideas. Anybody can really, but him, ones I have to do, you know, as long as it's appropriate and all that. But topics or top tens or whatever he wants me to do. So I look forward to that too. Um, yeah, so I'll see you guys in the NFL draft, you know, officially for the podcast. Um, but I also will be for my wrestling show on this channel. Hope you all have a great rest of your evening. And here are all the social medias, so even before. At the Ramble underscore WWE. At Sports Talk Network, Sports TLKNTW underscore 06. Talking underscore Packers. Personal handle at Army underscore Strong underscore 06 for Twitter. And for IG, I've got Packermania underscore 06. Stephen K double underscore 06. Find me on Snapchat at Sports underscore Guy 06. TikTok, stbk underscore zero six, and as I shared about my co-host, AJL zero there. So, like I said, we all have a great rest of your day and evening. And otherwise, this was a great football season. So, to all of you, all my guests and visitors onto this channel, new subscribers, I've been slowly, highly growing on social media, and and uh, with uh, listeners here on the podcast, subscribers on the road to five hundred. Um, so, thank you, and until next season, for the bubble loss as always. Take care.